Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ben from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we've got another awesome podcast to help get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, Dan. What's up? And we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service, free advice from beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you think about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade, or looking for authentic charcoal commercial smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter on and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And on today's show, we have got Barbecue Stu. Hello, Stu. You all right? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. How's it going, bro? You all right? Yeah, yeah. All good. Yep. All good. Thanks. It's great to finally have you on the show. We've, I think <laughs> we've, we've mentioned you in quite a few episodes, I think. You know, yeah, I've been The Barbecue been Shack always crops up in nearly every conversation, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Ever since I built that back in 2014, it's... um got a little bit a lot of interest so and a few people have um also built their own one so it's all all good yeah and obviously we had uh, the dr evil barbecue team on and you weren't present at the time so uh so we've been meaning to get you on ever since then yeah i couldn't make that one that day i was uh, out with a client so yeah it's not, not good for me that day but yeah the guy's done good so yeah, yeah no rocked it they absolutely rocked <laughs> it love chatting to him so uh, that was awesome um do you just want to start off by just introducing yourself and just let everyone know who you are and what you do um, well, yeah, I'm just basically an amateur barbecue cook. I'm not a chef or anyone uh, like this. I just love to barbecue as much as I can, usually at weekends. Um, and in 2014, I got fed up of standing in the rain trying to barbecue, so I decided that I wanted to build myself a little shelter. Um, and with the help of my dad, um, I made that. And, yeah, just a general... Barbecue guy, I suppose. Barbecue stew. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, you, um, how, how did you get involved with the uh, Doctor Evil barbecue team? Um, that took um, basically on Twitter. Um, I'm quite active on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook at all. Um, I started as you sort of connect to people and you ask some questions. Um, I had um, Gary from Doctor Evil uh, follow me. Um, and he gave me a few bits of advice. And then also there's a, a, another guy called Grumpy Man UK. And at the point, um, I was speaking to him on Twitter as well. I didn't know he was in the same team. So I sort of built up these relationships with guys, as you, as you do, um, forming a friendship. And then obviously Artist as well, who I met uh, at the start. And I've met him before I met the guys from the team. Um, the artist just seems to get himself everywhere. He's a bit... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you should do, if you ever do, um, you should get him on to do a, a, a USA barbecue uh, trip episode, because he, he, he's got some good stories. Yeah, that trip looked absolutely epic. Mm. I was following yeah. it, because, uh, I mean, obviously the build-up was going for quite a while, and he was sort of, like, asking us questions, and, and I was sort of following all of that on, on Twitter and stuff, and then uh, and then I was sort of, like, watching him as he went around it, and then it was it looked like a really cool trip. So, yeah, that probably is a pretty awesome episode to uh, to run through with him. Yeah, I think he, cause he got to Memphis in May, and he was with um, uh, Myron Mixon's team. He was he was there, and I think he saw them win Grand Championship. So that was a sight to behold, I guess. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, yeah, so uh, so after chatting away on Twitter, um, we all met up when um, Neil Rankin's Smokehouse in Chiswick. Uh, there was like a pre-soft launch opening night, um, and that was the first time went along with artists. And Gary was there, Doctor Evil, and Barry, transport manager. <laughs> and um, yeah, we we um, had some amazing barbecue. In fact, that was probably some of the best barbecue I've I've ever eaten. Um, yeah, definitely agree with that. Smoke, it's, smoke was it Smokehouse N1? Is that what it's called? Am I? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, that, I think yeah. that is what it's called. Uh, absolutely epic, uh, brilliant place, great food. Uh, yeah, we were, we were lucky that Neil Rankin came over um, and he was chatting to us, and he um, showed us his pits out the back as well. So we got to, sh- to see. Awesome. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. It's one of the bits I look forward to most when I go to a barbecue restaurant is trying to get to uh, go and check out what they're cooking on and, and just chat to the chefs and stuff and see see how they do things. Yeah, yeah, that is good, especially when they know you've got an interest in it. They come on, come out and see the pits. Yeah, but they're not normally as uh, as epic as Neil Rankin's. So, yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I suppose that was a pretty uh, special one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. And um, so, yeah, I sort of I've met uh, Gary then and... Um, we sort of chatting, and because I do a bit of photoshopping, you probably see some of the stuff I do on Twitter, silly pictures and that. Um, he wanted a banner doing for Walthamstow um, Grill Stock last year. Cool. So I said, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do one for you. So I designed it for him. Yeah, he's really happy in that. He said, how much are you? I said, no, no, no nothing. Don't want anything. And he said, well, I've got um, some, some tickets to Grill Stock. Do you want to come along? So I said, uh, yes, please. And um, so, yeah, we went there, and I had an absolutely amazing weekend sitting with the guys. I was like a spare part. They've got this all their team sort of well-oiled, so they know what they're doing. They've got Grumpy Man doing the burgers, so I was a, a bit of washing up. Um, and, yeah, walking around the teams and, you know, chatting to people and that, it was... They do say, though, if, if, it's, if it's something you want to get into, that's a really great way to to sort of get to, to dip your toes in if you know what I mean like a lot of teams are always looking for for an extra hand I mean it's always really helpful for them I guess and uh, and getting getting stuck in there turning up and sort of I mean it doesn't sound glamorous but being pot wash is a massive yeah. help and sort of like uh, and picking up bits when you can being willing to give th- give things a try and and you really do uh, to learn from that side. That's yeah. a, it no, seems yeah. like loads of people have got in that way yeah. they? it's like yeah. their first ones always yeah. to go along with someone else yeah, yeah, no, it, it was it was really good, and I've, I've, you know, grill stock is like the the biggest barbecue event in this country, um, and yeah, I went to obviously along to Bristol this year, um, but before that, I'd gone on to um, the Miss Piggy's barbecue competition course. Okay, uh, cool. With artists as well, we actually held it at his house, um, and that was a weekend of just doing a full KCBS timeline cook from start to, to finish. And that was amazing because, obviously, before that, all I've watched is um, barbecue pit masters. So you're seeing the guys, you know, in a one-hour program, they show you little hints and tips on how to prep chicken and brisket and pork and that. So to actually be there for the whole 24, well, 48 hours, doing a full turn in everything, that was that was amazing. I thought, yeah, uh, this is this is great. That's a really so, cool way of doing things. Yeah. I, I didn't know that's how mm. 
how uh, well they they did their class. That's a really cool way of doing things. You, like you said you get to see the whole process from start to finish. Yeah. All the prep work when the meets go in, the timings, the the what to look out for, and stuff like that, which is which is awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And Scott, no. I mean, the Miss Piggies are absolutely killing it in the in the competition well doing doing awesome things doing really well amongst other teams in the uk which is awesome to see so uh some great people to learn from exactly yeah i mean yeah listen, i follow um them on twitter they paste paste stuff on facebook but yeah they are absolutely killing it out there in the european scene so yeah and scott's a really nice guy um and i remember on we on the sunday we had to get up uh get back there for 5 a.m to check do we need to wrap the the pork and the brisket so you know like getting up a half or just a hotel down the road get in there open it up go no it's not ready and then so you're sitting there another 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 hour <laughs> you're sitting there in the <laughs> middle of the garden in like 5 a.m it's not even yet it was quite, <laughs> it's quite it's a realistic experience though isn't it That's yeah what it's yeah. gonna be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> What, yeah, I know you probably you can't give away too much from going on the course. You need to go on it yourself. But what if there's like one thing you could have taken away and share with everyone else? What would it be? Uh, well, before uh, I'll tell you the chicken. I didn't know how uh, you know what a pain prepping chicken was. So um, especially you need that bite through skin. So we were taking the skin off and then basically scraping the layer of fat off underneath and then um, rubbing it, uh, putting the skin back on top, another layer of rub and, and that. And it was just like, so we, we had to go on that. But, um, yeah, that was chicken. <laughs> it was, uh, and I'd done, when, after the course, I tried doing it at home, and it, obviously it wasn't as good. But, yeah, I did get a bit of bite-free chicken, so I was quite pleased with that. Awesome. That seems to be like the one thing, I mean, most competition teams tend to uh, agree on. And uh, we were we were sat with... The uh, Red Street Barbecue guys, and uh, they had their their newest uh, pitmaster. Well, they run this scheme. It's like a pitmaster scheme. So uh, they get young chefs on board, and basically they they take them through like an intense sort of. Like it's two, I think it's like two years of basically mm-hmm. chucking them in at the deep end and, and learning all sorts of stuff, which includes sort of sitting up with the the barbecue all night and uh, and firebox management and stuff like that. So it's a real sort of hardcore course and it's it, i mean from chatting to them overnight and stuff they all absolutely loved it and, and took on so much and included in that is one of their they do the pilgrimage every year red stew barbecue and, and that's that's also included sort of wrap it up to to go away and sort of compete and and meet people and explore and stuff like that which was awesome and uh, they had their youngest uh, newest member and he was on chicken duties because uh, he, he didn't know beforehand but he was like but when they're on their way they're like okay so who's doing what and uh, no one he said chicken, so he drew the short <laughs> straw, straw. And then we were sort of sat there whilst he was scraping his skin. And he was like, "Now oh, I know why." It. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Now I know why no one wanted it." And we drank about like four pints in the time he was sat there just scraping away. <laughs> he said towards the end uh, as well, he wasn't. He was just half doing it as yeah. well. Couldn't be bothered any longer. He was like, yeah. nah, nah, "Not doing this." Yeah, so so chicken was your biggest thing that you you learnt from the the club. Yeah, and and brisket as well because I remember doing before I went on the course, I um, I got my first, first full packer brisket um, from a local meat company in Reading, um, and obviously I was sitting there going, right, let me watch some um, some um, Franklin videos, 
uh, how do you do this? Yeah, yeah, okay, got it. And then obviously I unwrapped this thing and it was like a melted waxwork. I was like, oh my God, I don't even know which way is the point, which way is the flat. It was just <laughs> like, it looked like nothing that, you know, that you, you usually see. The last one I got is sort of, uh, it's an Angus uh, Aussie one and that was sort of uh, slightly pre-trimmed so you can sort of, I, I sort of got my way around that. But this first one, I remember um, I was, I was sort of asking for help on, on Twitter and Andy Low and Slow uh, gave me a bit of help and also Steve Hayes. Um, awesome. And basically I was trimming a brisket by sending a photo, sending it to Steve. Step by he was step. saying, <laughs> yeah, and I had like a screwdriver this end, uh, a pair of scissors down this end and he was going, uh, the, the side where the scissors are, you need to cut that off and that'll be where you need to cut it. So, and then I got about halfway through, and then I, I just didn't get it. So I said, Steve, thanks for your help, but I'm just going to cook it as it is, and just cooked it. But at least I knew where the, the grain was. So, But it, <laughs> it, it actually came out awesome. Really oh, good. wicked. But the second one I'd done, it was dry. third one I'd done, really good. And the last one I'd done was dry again. So I seem to be one off, one on. <laughs> awesome. That's a great thing about social media is like mm. we can be doing something like that. And and it seems like in the barbecue world with the barbecue family, everyone's so keen to sort of uh, step up to the mark and help each other out. So like you, you post something like that, and immediately you got two awesome, really knowledgeable guys, Andy and Steve, who are there to taking you step by step through yeah. trimming a brisket. And I mean, yeah. like, where else do you get that? That that is what what I just I just think it's amazing. It, yeah, definitely. There's so such a good, helpful community. So it's, I'm so glad to be a part of it. So what are you cooking on, Stu, when you're doing your briskets at home? Oh, I've got a Weber Smoking Mountain 57 centimetre. Um, I've got the the unknown bracket on it, uh, which is a mod, a, a true tail uh, thermometer. Um, and for pit temperature control, I use a Cyber Cube, uh, the Party Q, the battery-operated one. Yeah. Awesome, so it's all modded up. You've got all the gadgets. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. hinge, the unknown barbecue hinge, uh, you can get it from uh, Go Cook Outdoors. That's yep. that's a, a really cool accessory. I absolutely love it. You can get it for loads of different barbecues. They mm. do one for, like, the drums and stuff like that. I think they're really... Although, they, I mean, the Weber's a lot of them have got the hooks, so, like, you can sort of take the lift, yeah. but they're just so much easier, especially, like, how many times do you walk up to the barbecue and, like, you, you end up getting there and you're like, oh, I've got like your hands full of like a tray of burgers or, or whatever it is and then you're trying to balance it thinking all oh, this meat's going to go all over the patio and, yeah. and this and that so those, that hinge is just absolutely awesome a quick flick up and you're up and it's held which is wicked uh, yeah so that's that's awesome tell true uh, tell true thermometers they're like t- I mean meant to be like the best sort of uh, ambient temperature sort of air thermometers you can get which is awesome they're really cool bits of kit do you have for the uh, one of the glow in the dark ones? I really like those. So I think I really need yeah. to get. Yeah, cool. Yeah. They do like a glow in the dark one, which is a uh, looks pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, this and then you've got well, you've got the cyber Q. So you got the Guru. Uh, sorry, the cyber Q. Yeah, the party Q. Um, cool, cool. Party Q one. Yeah. How do you get so, yeah, on with that? No, yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, mm. I find before I had that, I had a bit of. Um, trouble with the temperatures, you know, sort of rising and then it gets a bit out of control. But um, at least now I can sort of set the temperature um, and go out for a few hours. I'm not sort of tied there. And when I come back, I know it's still, um, it should be fine. Yeah, now that that is, 
it gives people confidence. I think. Yeah, to, to that's the thing is I always say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm happy to go to sleep with 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 what I cook on, and I'm happy to go out and, and come back. But it is just still, even though like even when you get to know your smoker like beyond belief and everything, still at the end of the day you don't want to. Especially you got like expensive cuts of meat and stuff. You don't want to be putting like a sixty pound. 50, 50, 60 pound brisket in there and, and, and going to sleep and just because anything can happen like that's that's the thing when you're using the elements to cook with fire and stuff that you, you sometimes can't control it I mean for instance if you if you had like a a, a, a gale at night or whatever yeah, something like that like really high winds so weather changes here halfway yeah. through the night you end up getting like a direct breeze blowing mm-hmm. straight into your vent that's open and and then you've got like a, a roaring fire out of control within like literally almost instantly. So it's one of those things that really, although like I'm really confident and, and I could go to sleep and wake up to my, my air pro sat where it was at the same time, it is just one of those things that just, just sort of a uh, bit of peace of mind, isn't it? Bit yeah. of a guarantee. Your area is quite sheltered, like where you do it, and so you don't yeah. have to worry too much about the wind changing and getting in there. So yeah, see that's the yeah a nicer area, I think. If it is like also, if it is like a a bad, or if I'm a bit worried about the weather, I also have like a <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a outhouse with like a hole in, like there's sort of like a hole in the roof. So uh, it's quite. It's like an old garage. It was a stable, so it's like got like a, a sort of cobbled floor. And then, like a little bit of the ceiling in the corner is like collapsed. <laughs> Haven't repaired it, That's so it's vent. like it's become a vent. Yeah, so I've got like a, I've got like a barbecue. I've got this awesome barbecue shack, custom built, everything. You know, but uh, yeah, well, it's pre-Victorian, dates back a couple. I mean, it's a couple hundred years old. So my bar- it's an uh, ancient barbecue shack. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. But, do a special uh, episode we'll for that one. Special we'll episode. Go live from the Victorian shack. Yeah, the Victorian barbecue shack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's that's yeah. I suppose for me, I have that sort of control over the situation, which is quite nice. Uh, but can you talk us a bit more? Can you tell us a bit more about your barbecue shack? Now, as we're talking about barbecue shacks, because it's it's a bit infamous in the barbecue world. So, can we know? Yeah, well, yeah. When I when I um I, I had a picture in my head. So right, I I want it to look like a, a an old sort of shack. So those um the red cedar shingles. That was like a must. I must have that. So, and also the the chimney cow, the black chimney cow. I wanted to. So um, that was my vision. And obviously, space is a premium. So I, I, it's about a six by four. So it's the size of a sort of like a, a normal shed, small small shed. Obviously, with the, the the doors. But my, I designed it, and my dad is quite handy with the woodwork so um he said yeah i'll do that for you and awesome. i'll give him a hand and he was like the a team i went around there and it just like hammers flying and nails going in and <laughs> the sides were up in like in the first weekend um and then he sort of pre-built it and then we we got it in the car over to, to my house and then that's when we um I put all the shingles on the roof, so we have to sort of cut all them up. And luckily, uh, the the pack that you get was just enough to cover the whole roof, so I was quite lucky there. Awesome. And it was, it was the point where we, we were putting it up in the garden, and there's a, an old lady who lives next door, so you don't really see her much. But the day that um, we were going to put this up, her whole family were there in the garden, and there was like 10 of them. So me and my dad, we were sort of lifting up this, 
roof above the garden fence and you can just hear <laughs> everyone go silent next door. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so, Got like a pop-up we, extension we put it on, going yeah. on. <laughs> and, yeah, and I just, I was expecting some sort of, um, excuse me, or a few knocks a day, days after, but no, luckily she, she's really cool and she's, yeah, she's fine with it. So. You got away with it. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. It looks so cool. we got like the, it looks like a, tiled roof and then you've got like the chimney which is awesome it just looks really cool it looks like almost like do you get like the cartoons sort of like uh like the sheds like uh i don't know how to sort of describe it like it almost looks like the the old like western sort of cartoon mm. sort of like uh of do you know what i mean yeah. like when they yeah yeah, yeah it, it's really yeah. cool really cool space does it does, do you find the like smoke vents out of it well enough uh, i've got um a fan in there now so electric fan, so it sucks it up. But to be honest, it's not that good. I think it, you can see it shifting some of the, you know, when you've got a chimney starter in there, it is shifting some of that smoke out yeah. and, and blowing it out. But generally, it sort of goes up and then comes out again, um, depending. I think if it was more closed in, uh, it probably would be bent uh, uh, better. But it's, yeah, it's not the best, but it's, yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah. And I've also added on there since I built it, um, uh, some windows, side windows, because I found when it was raining, it was sort of coming in the side and bouncing off. So I put put them in, and that's that's a lot better. Cool. Yeah. So the back of it's set against the fence, isn't it? So yeah, virtually it against the fence. Yeah. So just a little gap near the top, um, and the rain doesn't really seem to come in there. So I'm quite lucky there. And I put some little um, multicolored LED lights in there. Lucky you're not in Devon. We get sideways rain all the time. It would fit yeah. through in a gap. <laughs> It'd be coming straight through that gap, right into the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the front is open, so sometimes I'm sort of in there, wedged up near the back. Yeah. Just trying to, to keep keep dry. And it also runs off the roof right down my neck. It seems to know that exact spot. <laughs> you're like half and half dry. Your front yeah. half's dry, your back half soaked. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I would, I'll probably uh, make it a bit bigger, another extra foot, just to sort of get in under there comfortably if I have to make it again. But, no, it's cool it is. Yeah, so no no plans to ex- extend it at the moment? No, no, no. No, I don't think I'll be able to get away with it with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's just That's nice to have a bit of space, any space. We'll, we'll take anything, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anything, <laughs> please, please. No, no, it's really cool, and and it's awesome to see a lot of people. Where we're seeing like the builds, like really starting to take off, and people are, are uh, like really starting to to build a lot more outside spaces. I mean, yours is really cool, and and then like Marcus from Countrywood Smoke, he's got a really cool outside space, which we've had the pleasure of uh, eating in a yeah, few times now, cool. and uh, and it's great to see quite a few people. I mean, someone at the over the weekend, I saw someone there, Chris Phillips, who's yeah, on in I've the... saved his photos on my camera roll. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he's in the uh, Country Wood Smoke group and also in, like, the uh, Wood-Fired Oven group. Is it the Wood-Fired Oven group? I yeah. think that's what it's called. And uh, he, he posted some pictures of his out uh, his barbecue shack, and, and that's looking awesome as well. It's oh, really, okay. really cool People seeing what people are doing with their spaces. And, and I don't know, I guess, like, as as we're all like sharing more and more, like people are learning little bits from each other and, and like, Oh, like I missed out this. If I, if I could have one thing that I missed off, then, then what would it be? And, and we were asking Marcus that and stuff. And, and you see people talking about it and it seems like these spaces are really sort of developing and, and becoming really cool areas. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, 
Well, I, yeah, obviously that's what I wanted to do because unfortunately the British weather is not the best for barbecuing. So you actually need to do this if you want to cook outdoors without standing there with an umbrella, I guess. Yeah, that's what I do at the moment. It's got a big, <laughs> massive Coca-Cola umbrella. <laughs> He's not sponsored by them, but uh, anyway, but I will be if you want to sponsor. <laughs> uh, give me my email address at the end. It's weird though, because you don't like fizzy drinks. I, don't, I wouldn't drink it. Just have the. Couch. No, they definitely won't sponsor you now. I've got that on record. So, uh, anyway, if you want to sponsor me, Coke, I love Coke. So, just let me know. <laughs> I, I don't. I'll just take the money. Oh. <laughs> so grill stock grill stock something yeah. that well we all know what grill stock is but what I was going to say there was is uh, the time I got to try some of your food for the first time because uh, you cooked me and Ben were lucky enough to get judge the chef's choice round and that you cooked round, the, the chef's choice round for Dr. Bar- yeah. Dr. Eva Barbecue yep yep um, so that was obviously for the Bristol one this year 2016 yep um, and so I was chatting to Gary in that um, and I said I've got this idea for Chef's Choice um, which it was actually um, so what I did was it was a scallop shell half scallop shell apples homemade apple sauce uh, pork belly slice um, and a scallop on top and some microgreens so that was what I visioned and um, I went up to Gary's house and the guys and we'd done a cook one weekend to you know, practice cook out Unfortunately, I live quite far away from them. It's about one hour forty-five, so and those guys are sort of around there, so I don't get uh, up to see them as much as I would like. And obviously, having a couple of kids and that, it's you know. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I went up there and done a practice uh, cook on this pork belly, and Gary said, "Yeah, yeah, okay, go for it." So after then, I just um, I just practiced. I think there was, you know. At, at the moment, you probably see that on every cook I'm tagging, I'm going to try and see if I could do 100 barbecues this year. So um, some of those were like grill stock practice, grill stock practice. So I think I've done about four. But in, in reality, I've probably done about eight, maybe more. Yeah. So I wanted to be the best that I could do, especially, obviously, I'm with a team. Um, and, it's, you know, the responsibility is on me. And I, obviously, I want to do the best I can. I thought it was quite a technical uh, dish because obviously you've got the pork belly, you need to get really tender underneath, and then on top you want that nice, crispy uh, crackling. So, and then um, you've got this scallop which sort of cooks in one to two minutes. So, it's, um, it was, yeah, it's quite a, a bit. A mixture bit of different skills involved. Yeah. You've got like low and slow, you're hot and fast, and then yeah. putting all those flavour profiles together as well. As a judge, when it arrived at our table, Okay, I can remember. I can literally, yeah, genuinely I remember. It's really, it was a standout dish for me. It arrived at the table, uh, looked looked lush in the shells. I love, sh- I love shellfish serving. Mm. The shell looks really I think good. I've got a photo of it on my yeah, look, looked looked awesome. Uh, and then sort of dug into it, and it was like this absolutely lush, uh, soft and beautiful melt in the mouth scallop. And then you've got the really really tender you'd cooked the pork belly perfectly but also had this beautifully crisp and crunchy crackly on top and then the the apple sauce with which just the the sort of the sharpness of it just cut through the dish perfectly and it was it was a really really good well thought about well-rounded dish and and yeah it was it was a it was a great one actually really really nice especially amongst everything else 
it was nice to have a bit of point of difference. It was nice to have like a a bit of a surf and turf sort of thing going on, and it was executed really, really well. So, so yeah, that was a really cool dish. Oh, thank you. Yeah, cheers. It was actually nearly different because um, it was going to be served with a white wine sauce that I'd done um, at home, refrigerated. But when I went to warm it up, it separated. Okay. So, but luckily, I had the my the original apple sauce that I made as well um, as a backup. So, because on the I've done a, a test um, reheat of the sauce and it did separate once. So I thought uh, I can't trust it. So I'm going to Get, get it back up. You know, I thought the uh, I really thought the apple sauce worked really well. That I obviously didn't get to try the uh, the white wine sauce, but I felt the apple sauce really really worked well with both the pork and also with the, yeah. the scallop as well. I think it really was a a nice choice actually. So so yeah, that was really really cool. It's probably it's probably um, fate that, that left out as it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, we we did the chef's choice again at uh, the big meat. Big meat. The at the end of August, which is another cool one, we got served like a, a huge burger from their barbecue mates. I posted a picture on Instagram the other day. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, a nice. colossal <laughs> burger. I think they go into the the World Food Championships with it, I believe, yeah, but I, I might so. be completely making that up. But anyway, I think someone told me, but I was a little bit tipsy, just a tiny bit tipsy. <laughs> uh, <coughs> and also, I mean, we had a, an awesome Wellington. I don't know who who cooked any of these dishes. I mean, I know the barbecue mates did the burger, but other than that, I'm not really sure we did anything else. But we did tried finding out, but it's always so hard to try and find out. But uh, yeah. we had the the Wellington, and we had an awesome Wellington that was cooked lovely. Uh, what else did we get? What else did we get? We had like a massive paella, oh, which yeah. was uh, awesome. Was it a paella or was it a jambalaya? I don't know. Jambalaya, jambalaya, yeah. yeah, but it was a jambalaya. It was lush, I think so. It was lush. It everything in it, didn't it? Yeah, everyone like, literally. We had all the crowd at the end were yeah. like in their hands. I was like scoop because like it's one of those dishes that you like to like sort of give out to the crowd after they've eaten, but at the same it. time it's hard to sort of <laughs> share out. So they were like literally stood there with their hands making little bowls, and I was there scooping like boiling hot rice, boiling hot rice <laughs> into their hands. <laughs> it was there. Uh, that was good fun, and uh, yeah. yeah, we had like quite a few. It was it was awesome. Yeah. It's another good day of good food. Yeah. What did you? Uh, what did you cook? Uh, you didn't. Did you? You didn't make it to the uh, big meat, did you? No, I didn't make it to big meat. No. I thought so. I was going to say then. And what did you do? But I can remember. I, I was stood with the team, and I remember. Yeah, uh, we chatted to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could make. Um, I could make grill stock this year, um, and hopefully, I can make a few more competitions next year. I think there's a few more sprouting up. Um, yeah, it's obviously good news. Um, so you have to see, get the old diary clear to get some of these in when they come up. Yeah, no, it seems that there's a couple uh, we're we're hearing about that, are, and a couple have been announced already as well. Some some new additions, which is awesome. It'd be great to see everyone supporting them because it's one of those things that I mean, I always see people moaning about it. I moan about it myself. There's not enough sort of barbecue events in the UK. Why aren't there more people? Come on, let's do more. So it'd be great for everyone to get behind and, and support them all and, and, and turn up and buy your tickets, turn up on the door or compete and, and yeah, really so you show your support and that will only develop and, and make more, So which is which is what we all want. Exactly, yeah, definitely. And um, cash prizes wouldn't go amiss. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, Blue Smokehouse, I always see that you're going to Blues quite a lot. Yeah, I was lucky that um, they lived down the road, about 10 minutes away in Bracknell. Um, 
uh, about, it must be in their second year now, um, and they were sort of building it as I was obviously into smoking and that, so I was chatting to them on, on Twitter quite a lot, and I was quite excited that, yeah, I'm going to have a, the own, my own smokehouse just down the road, so they invited me to their soft launch on, in Bracknell, um, which was absolutely awesome, and um, yeah, got to see the smokers, and and yeah, so I always try and get there as, as much as I can, and I get some of the guys from our street as well down there, and a few mates, and yeah, it's yeah, just lucky that it's just down the road. What's your favourite thing on the menu at Blues? Um, I, oh, what, I I usually go for that challenge platter, and yeah. we just we just share it. <laughs> And just a bit of everything, but I do like their onion, the onion bundle. I like their um, bacon jalapeno torpedoes um, things. They've got a real nice uh, smoke taste to them. Um, wings, yeah. What, what don't I yeah. like? You've got the same. <laughs> you've got the same problem that we have is when we get to these places. Like we want everything that's on the menu. Yeah. So we always just have to go crazy and order the massive platters. And Where were we? It was uh, Hickory's Hickory Smokehouse Art and. Sad news about Hickory's burning down. Glad to hear no one's, everyone was all right. Mm. Uh, but hopefully they managed to get that sorted and back on their feet. But we went to a Hickory's up near Birmingham that had opened. I mm. uh, can't remember where, what it was exactly, but... Yeah. Coventry, wasn't it? Coventry? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so we went there and, and they've got like this thing on the menu, which is a like a, like a family share platter. But it was like the only thing that had like everything on it. So I was like, yeah. oh, can I have one of those? And uh, then Ben ordered as well. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, oh. Well, you know the family share plans for like five, six people. <laughs> and I was like, well, I want a bit of everything. So it was my only way to get a bit of everything. So they brought it out. And, and then, yeah, it was only for one person, I felt. But anyway. <laughs> you did finish it, didn't you? Nearly? Yeah, d- it was just the chips. The chips yeah, didn't finish, but they, uh, don't, count. they don't count anyway. Yeah. No. Could have taken them away. Yeah. <laughs> I remember they weren't phone. barbecued, were they? <laughs> The first time I tried that, um, the, the big platter, sharing platter at Blues, it was just me and my brother. And my brother, he's not bad at putting stuff away. And I was struggling. At the end of it, I, I had to question myself, do I actually like barbecue anymore? I was that stuffed. It, was <laughs> like, <laughs> it took me about a day to recover. Cause, but yeah, it was so nice. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple of those where we've had to lay down for a... We walked like <laughs> we walked like two hours home from yeah. uh, a Reds in in London because we were so full after we'd eaten like we'd smashed however whatever we ate bucket of bucket ribs. of ribs <laughs> each and then some other bits and pieces and we were like so stuffed we we were like okay we're gonna have to try and walk this off so we walked home but then we're like just so full for like forty eight hours afterwards <laughs> we were like still still full from the from the amount of food we ate but uh, yeah. Standard procedure for us now. <laughs> it's, again, it was just me and him that were there, so like our wives weren't there to tell us off or <laughs> stop us. Or, you're not ordering that, but no yeah. filter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other good one that was their the grill stop book launch. I mean, oh, yeah. absolute smash loads of stuff there. The ladies, like we were literally lucky enough to be stood next to the barbecues and like, uh, and what they're doing is like the the pitmasters are bringing the food off and they were like sort of air portioning it all out, traying it up. And then they had some girls sort of walking it around. Uh, Porchetta. And literally, yeah, we were stood right next to like where they were doing it. So as soon as the girls turned around with their platter, we were like, oh, this is convenient. We'll have a bit of that, a bit of this, a bit of that. 
And then by the time they got around the circle, I'd finished my first one, so I had a second one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Yeah, I did. Add, I had the. Um, I think I've had that big platter from Blues as well when I went up uh, to see Jackie a little while ago. Yeah. And I, she was very disappointed in me, and I was disappointed in myself. I just had so much left over. I had to you needed me there. Yeah, I did need you there. Needed the support. Couldn't do. <laughs> couldn't do on my own. Uh, did you manage to doggy bag it? Yeah, I just had yeah. to bag it all up and took it all back <laughs> to my hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it went eventually. He wanted a bit of privacy yeah. to finish it off. As soon off. as I was in private, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it with an audience. It's weird. Normally, people don't talk about taking barbecue back to the hotel room, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> that's, another, that's another podcast. That's a different podcast, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that Bistay trail smell yeah. going up and down the corridor of hickory spaked meat. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're going to be getting involved in the old goat tober, I believe. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, after listening to your podcast with James, I think it's episode thirty-four from Cabrito Meats. I just thought that sounds like something I need to get involved with because you know to hear about all these kids that. Um, they just been, you know, from the, the dairy industry that have just been used. Yeah. I just, just thought, I mean, yeah, oh, like waste. waste. Yeah, what waste? Yeah, I can't believe it. So, um, yeah, so uh, I we formed a, a small Twitter group. I think there's about 20 of us in there at the moment. Um, and we're all sort of deciding on who's going to cook what. But the 8th of October is the date that we're going to set. Um, we're all going to do like a, a, a big sort of cook-along um, with us all together, and then obviously we'll be tweeting and Instagramming uh, what we're doing. But yeah, just to raise awareness. And James is is obviously helping us source some meat. So I'm going to do I'm going to do um, Neil Rankin's goat taco um, goat tacos. Yeah, from awesome. his smokehouse. He he gave me the recipe, so uh, which I'm really glad about. And um, yeah, because I'm going to give that a go. So I've got my taco making kit I got so I'm going to give some taco do a bit of practice um, and then yeah I've ordered my goat shoulder and it's coming on the Wednesday before and um, yeah I'm going to give something that for about five to seven hours uh, over oak wood and um, until it just falls apart and then make all the other stuff and then go for it but yeah that's what I'm going to be doing um, but yeah there's a few other people doing been about yeah did i say there's about 20 of us at the moment yeah. so if there's anyone else out there want to get involved then uh you can either contact contact me and we've put you in the group um but yeah there's you know kelly's in there uh marcus and angela and chris a barbecue there's and all the other guys are, are doing it as well so yeah we're looking forward to that yeah. Awesome, yeah. It's been great to see sort of the the snowball effect on on uh, on Twitter. And I know James. Uh, I've been talking to James, and he's really, really appreciates the support from the barbecue family. And and yeah, could, didn't imagine it taking off as as much. But I mean, already I think he's got like forty or something restaurants signed up. So to have the barbecue family on top of that chipping in and and helping out is, is awesome. He's really, yeah. really pleased, and and no, we're really is. pleased that to see uh, to see that happening. That was that was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you guys actually—you didn't actually say anything, did you? I think you no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's why easy one for us. Why it was a good episode, <laughs> probably. <Yeah. laughs> so you, you're actually making the tacos yourself as well. So you got the uh, yeah. got a taco press of you, or 
Yeah, I've got Tech Express. I've got the, oh, I think there's mixgrocer.co.uk. Um, on there they had the, the Mexican um, flour, which is sort of specialised, I don't know, something like dipped in lime or, or, or something. But yeah, that's the, that's the cool. authentic, so I'm going to make that. Um, and one of the guys I work with here, he's actually Mexican, so he's like, he's going, Awesome, yeah. got some inside yeah. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, so I'm trying to, get some a few more recipes from him from the Mexican yeah, cool. side. That's what you want. You want to you want him to tap up tap up his grandma's recipes and get yeah. some real authentic uh, stuff on the go. I had a go at making air tacos like some I use like a sort of like a corn tortilla sort of recipe and then uh, mm. rolled them up into balls and then used I only use I don't have a press, I use like the bottom of a uh, like a bottom of a pan. So I had like a pot yeah. around the sort of size that I wanted my tacos to be and then sort of use the press to uh, to press them down and then sort of just uh, just cook them for a little bit just on a in a dry pan actually is what I use I think. I yeah. don't know it was a while ago but but yeah they turned out really really cool actually. They were really super easy to make but the presses look wicked and I'd love to have yeah, a go at them. You have and to press it you can't roll it out. Well, to get it to get it like that sort of thin mm. and because you want a nice thin taco it needs to be like a I mean, a couple of mils, really. Oh, at max, I don't really, can't really remember the the sort of what you're aiming for, but I reckon about a couple of mils max. So you, yeah. to roll it out, you're you're talking probably a long while. And also, again, it's just to get that perfect size. The uh, the presses just push it direct, like properly into that perfect, perfect circle. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, it makes it a lot easier. It makes life a heck of a lot easier. I wouldn't have tried the. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the. Uh, the authentic flour turns out because I'm not used to that. I used their uh, just corn corn flour, which was not, yeah. which was which turned out good anyways. But uh, but yeah, let me know how that turns out. What are you gonna yeah, yeah. going to rub the um, goat with? Um, I haven't got that far yet, but um, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to put a rub on it or just keep it keep it quite simple. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I have to have a look at the recipe again t- to see, but um, yeah, and then no. is it served with like some sort of salsa type stuff or yeah there's a uh, chipotle mayo um, uh, cool. coriander nice. um, I think there's some avocado in there which I don't think you get in the, the restaurant one so I'm going to give that a go yeah because nice. I've, got, I've got some of the family rounds and I thought they were going to have goat and they sort of look at me and go goat what eh? and then I sort of <laughs> go well we're the only one of the only countries that don't actually know eat goat blah 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 so i've got a few you know people on board uh, family members are going to try so i've never had it before um it's supposed to be like a sweet lamb type taste so um yeah really looking forward to that cool sounds good i mean i know neil Neil absolutely loves tacos i guess because i've just seen him there he's been in la for a couple of weeks and uh, i think all he ate whilst he was there were tacos i think he had them like (laughs) three four times a day uh, so I think he's a bit of a fan of tacos, and I know that that James felt that that his taco, his goat taco, really was like one of the best things he's he's like, ever had. Yeah. So, so yeah, I hope that recipe turns out really well for you. I'm sure it will. And yeah, no, it's just I mean it's a real like you were saying there, just a chance to sort of like, educate people. Like when you speak to them and and say I'm going to cook goat, then it's a bit like eyebrows are raised and stuff like that. But as soon as you start telling them a little bit about it, and I guess once they try it, their minds will be changed. So it's, I think yeah. it's just like really getting involved with that and, and really spreading the word. Go Toba, guys. Get involved. Get cooking. As he said, if you want to join the the barbecue family sort of movement and cook, then it's the 8th of October. Yeah. And uh, give give them a message and they'll invite you into the group. 
or alternatively just cook anyway i mean there's no you don't need to do it on the 8th that's a day where there's a group of people with a common sort of interest that are doing it together and uh and sort of bombarding us with with a day of uh, barbecue goat which is going to be epic i'm looking forward to it but also uh along the way there's a whole other 29 days to nope there's a whole other 30 days to cook so to get involved guys we want to be uh, pushing out goat turbo recipes all, all month so uh, so get involved and push them out we're me and ben are doing a jerk goat so we're gonna do a whole goat on the jack pan ben's got a jack pan something from the jack pan company which is absolutely epic he's been cooking a lot of jack recently on it and he is a jerk so it all makes sense and then uh, <laughs> so also we're going to be doing a whole goat a whole kind of can't even get a word in trace to say <laughs> I was anything just about deliberately it, not so stopping so, so yeah we're going to go for a a jerk goat and uh and that see should be pretty see, epic see if it's see if you bring anything better to the jerk I'll, situation i'll make it a hell of a lot better but you are jerk, just a so. jerk so. <laughs> So yeah, I'll be using the jack uh, whilst I'm next to a jerk. So yeah. it'll be a pretty epic cook. But you bring uh, your Scotch bonnets and your socks again. Yeah, I've got Scotch bonnets in my socks. I've got a bit of pimento in my yeah. other sock. Yeah, and I'll bring them along for the ride. Don't worry about that. Thank you. They call me Caribbean Queen, just to let you know. So uh, <laughs> jack runs through my veins. Yeah. <laughs> you two remind me of Ant and Deck of the Barbecue World. <laughs> Oh, you, you put an E in there instead of an I? Yeah, it's Anton's eye catcher. Anyway, it's a um, podcast, is, mind you. <laughs> yeah, nah, guys, so honestly, it's a real great, great uh, a real goat cause, a real great cause. Get involved. Oh, uh, yeah, so well, that's what I was going with. It. Me and Ben can't actually meet up to do a cook on the on the 8th, so we're going on the 9th, so we're a day after. So, guys, ge- genuinely cook whenever you can. And hopefully that would be the only time I'm I'm going to plan and do it at least once yeah. a week through October and post every cook. So, so yeah, it should be a really good, good, uh, good opportunity, guys, to get involved and spread the word. Exactly. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah. Like you said, you don't have to do it on the eighth. Just whenever in October. But when it comes to the first of November, that's it. You can't cook any goat any time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just going to start a new thing, and this will become the most popular meat around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Get it in there for and, Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I need to do um I think I'm gonna do a rotisserie turkey for Christmas this year. Cool. Oh I've nice. Got, what rotisserie I've, have you got? I've got the, the Weber one. Oh yeah. Charcoal. Weber charcoal. Um uh, which every weekend is is out. I'm I'm doing Sunday roast on it all the time. And I the the food that comes off there, you know, as long as you've got the, the thermometer you're taking it off the, the right temperature, the food is so much better than doing it in the oven where I put one of my thermometers in the oven and you can see that the temperature fluctuations of a, of a domestic oven is, goes so far up and down. It's like, and it's not accurate. So um, you get a lot better control um, on the barbecue, to be honest, I, I find. And just, you can't compare the, I mean, you just can't compare the flavour. I forgot how close we are to Christmas. I mean, mm. I think we hit the three-month mark officially yesterday or yeah, something was, to Christmas. Yeah. So I think now that is quite, actually, I'm quite glad you brought that up because it's something that we can uh, actually start talking about with our guests and start talking yeah. about what they're cooking oh, and stuff. A, can we get a Christmas jingle on the podcast? <laughs> we, we could do. Uh, you could sing it. I could sing it. Yeah. Oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. With the barbecue burning and something else. Oh, you've ruined yeah, it. Work He's on ruined it. it. We'll, work on it. <laughs> we'll work on that, and then we'll, we'll come back with that as a feature. You've you've just started a feature, I think. Yeah. But yeah, no. So uh, you're doing a rotisserie turkey, and, and uh, yeah, awesome. I've done um, turkey. Uh, 
turkey crowns before years before, but um, I didn't have uh, the best of luck with them. So I'm, I've got chicken down on the rotisserie quite good. So obviously it's just going to be a bigger version of that. So I'm going to get a, a couple of trials cool. beforehand and then, yeah, give it a go. You're going to go for a brine? To brine or not to brine? I probably will do, yes. Okay, I, cool. I did, I did a, um, a chicken in a brine once and... I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Does it actually make a difference? Uh, it's I, one of those things that's just yeah. massively debated. And I think that realistically, make just make your own mind. Let's let's not even get into that debate here because it's been done too many times. Yeah. But I'm a with a turkey and with chicken. I tend to be a briner. Not yeah. always with chicken, but mo- all, always with turkey. I tend to be. But uh, but yeah, that's it's all personal, isn't it? At the end of the day, people. Yeah, like and I don't. So we're fifty-fifty here already, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. he knows nothing about barbecue, though. So yeah. it's weird. It's weird. It's weird because everyone prefers mine as well. So oh, yeah. I don't know. Just, just say and just put it out there. But. <laughs> okay, so you're going to go for a brine. It's going to go on the rotisserie. Uh, thought about smoke flavour. What sort of smoke you're going to go for? You're going to hit it with smoke at all? Or just... Yeah, I'll probably put a couple of chunks, something a bit mild. I might go a bit of cherry, mm-hmm. uh, or, or possibly apple. Um, and I've got to use the rub that I used last year, which was, uh, it was, I think it was Eat the Smoke, the, the Christmas rub, uh, or seasonal rub, I can't remember what it was, but it was lovely. It had loads of, um, that's even cranberries in it, uh, cinnamon sticks. I'll, I'll have to find out what it was. Awesome. I'm, that's I'm cool. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Really I was going nice. to say, that was like my next question. Are you going to keep it traditional Christmas flavors or are you going to go with like a barbecue sort of rub flavor, which, uh. That's, that's cool to hear you're going to go yeah. with a, a Christmassy sort of rub. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. Cause so that, is that, that like dried well. cranberries then? Yeah, it's mm. all like a, a dry a rub. Um, I'll I'll send you um, a link as well afterwards to which one it is. And I've used it for the last couple of years now. Cool. Yeah, cool, yeah. Really definitely share that. Yeah. That's something that you've been experimenting with a lot, Ben, is, is using sort of freeze-dried, uh, yeah. dehydrated freeze-dried, freeze-dried fruits powders and stuff with uh, with your rubs and, mm. and stuff like that which we've been turning out really really good actually yeah. and veg as well You've and veg tomato powder which is really cool goes really well with beef ah. mm. what yeah. about you guys I see you're doing this the dark matter rub Ooh. yeah I just dark I'm happy shit. with it I love it I'm happy with that I've sort of developed it to a stage where I'd be happy to to turn around and sell it to people but it's just getting the time to sort of do it and at the minute we're very we've got a lot on at the moment we're sort of uh putting a few bits and pieces together and, and around about around and about all over the place uh again like this weekend we're we're up with we're going to be is it this weekend it is this weekend isn't it or is it next weekend the yeah, this weekend this bunch sunday. of swines yeah this sunday we're going up to the bunch of swines uh competition barbecue course which is epic because we've missed the last two and we've been gutted both times and had amazing things just like the miss piggies one we had great things about that and uh didn't quite make it but uh so yeah we'll get we got the chance to we're going up again we will not again we're going up for the first time on sunday so it's another weekend sort of yeah sort of gone and then like last weekend we did some demo cooking for Kamado joe which was really good fun uh yeah, really really great yeah. to, to to get to do that and uh yeah, yeah. got a lot of things that every weekend we're already booked in for something. For like yeah. Next I don't know, I suppose it's <laughs> a bit like an excuse, really. I, I need to get over it and just sort of uh, put in the time and, and, and get it out there. I've got a few people who have uh, who have messaged me who want to be my uh, 
guinea pigs. My guinea pigs. <laughs> so I was going to say hamsters then, but and I was thinking like, <laughs> what similar, is the saying here? Smaller. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, they they want to be my hamstery guinea pig sort of things. So uh, I'm going to give it to them <laughs> and uh, I'm name them and see if they like it or not, and uh, and then maybe develop it a little bit further from there. So I need to get. Maybe that's what I'll aim to do Saturday is get some uh, sam- samples out to the people that have uh, messaged me for some. So uh, I'll probably hopefully do that and then and then put some together. Powder yeah, powder get it out there. This well. Just remembered. Oh yeah, powder, powder them this weekend. Yeah. yeah, so it's a a busy busy time. Sounds yeah, super busy. But the dark the dark matter it rub is it's a charcoal uh, based rub. So yeah. uh, there's there's charcoal in the rub and it's single species charcoal I'm using it's from the Oxford Charcoal Company and uh, I've experimented with different different woods and it does it really does affect the final product in in really subtly in flavour but also they, they break up their I suppose their sort of structure mm. so when you grind them down they break up differently so some of them give you like a coarser sort of texture some of them give you a finer texture so, uh, so yeah I've been experimenting with that as well which has been been fun and uh and yeah it really gives you a sort of like it's i suppose it's one for people who like dirty cooking because it gives you that sort of flavor that, that's hard to hard to sort of like pinpoint with words but it's a real sort of umami flavor but also at the same time a real earthy earthy sort of flavor that comes from cooking with the charcoal and the rub and it's yeah. it's it is something special something different something uh something a little bit unique so i'm hoping that i can get yeah, out there get out there soon yeah sort it out I need to pull my finger out. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are on TV as well on a TV show I saw. Oh, how, how did you see that? <laughs> I think you, you put something out. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how you saw it. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we're getting getting quite a few people noticing us now. So uh, on the third of October, we'll be featured a little bit more on channel four so yeah look out look out for that um i don't know if we'll be it won't be our episode necessarily on the third but the series begins there yeah my kitchen rules they probably would have cut ben out of most of it but there'll be me at least so it's not you i've seen the picture it's not you they've <laughs> edited someone else in they got a body double. Awkward, <laughs> pretty big body double but they got a body double you look smaller they couldn't get someone as big Uh, anyway right we are at the hour marks we are going to uh, to jump in there and call it a day thank you very much for coming on no worries could you remind everyone thank you can you remind everyone where they can find you on your twitter Um, yeah uh, my twitter handle is at graboid456 don't ask (laughs) (laughs) and on instagram I'm barbecue underscore stew s-t-u which i'm starting to use a bit more now um trying to use twitter and instagram yeah we love instagram it's just so good get all your visual photos yeah out. i done one of my <laughs> little stories yesterday my rotisserie lamb oh, so cool. i think that's, that's on there somewhere but i think they last 24 hours but yeah, yeah. that's where you can find me awesome so, yeah, yeah no cool. i think i followed that story actually i chatted message you at school the final slice-up shot, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, that was awesome." Yeah, I was happy with that one. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to maybe do the opposite and get more on Twitter as well. Like, yeah, whilst yeah, we Stu's working on getting on Instagram more, I think we need uh, Twittering, tweeting yeah. more. Yeah. Definitely, that can be all good. <laughs> <laughs> right, bro. Cool. Thank Cheers, you very mate. much. Thanks for coming. No we'll uh, chat Thank to you soon. Very much, guys. Cheers. Yep. See, you Cheers. See ya. Bye. 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 Right. Thanks for chatting. 
Right, thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pit masters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanted to upgrade or looking for authentic charcoal commercial smokers, then check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. What are you going to say? Did you say thanks for the Chinese at the start? Chinese? Yeah, I think that's what you said, didn't you? Did I? To who? I haven't finished yet. Let me finish. Sorry. You can come go on, go on, go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. And I provide a lot of talent. <laughs> you, you, on the other hand. <laughs> so if you're looking for smoking wood chunks, dust, chips and planks, or planks, up to you, then head on over to smokewoodshack.com and you can find them on Twitter under Smokewood Shack. So it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Dan. <laughs> and well. goodbye and from me. Well not speak I think instead of when you when you went when you meant to say thanks for tuning in, guys, you said thanks for Chinese guys. Yeah, well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I haven't had any because I'm on a diet. Did anyone buy you Chinese? Cause that's what I'm uh, actually trying to establish whether someone actually bought you Chinese or well, not because nice. I'm pretty annoyed. If I had they a tie the other day. Everyone, everyone likes me more than you. So no one likes you. Why have they bought you? Why have they bought you Chinese and not me? That's what I'm finding difficult to understand here. They all say, "Dan, you're the better cook. I like you more. I I prefer what you say." But they buy me the Chinese. Oh, subliminal messages. Mm. Is that what you think? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. But uh, anyway, see you later on on the better cook.